Amen. Good day of worship, a good day to be here, and I'll say it again, happy Father's Day to all of our dads here this morning. Hope you're having a good Father's Day. Hope you get maybe some rest and an enjoyable day. But let's be honest, men. Let's just, let's just tell the truth like it is. Father's Day really got nothing on Mother's Day, right? I mean, just do that. It's okay, and we're okay with that. You know, it's, it's all right that it, you know, I know that I, I'm, I'm comfortable with the popularity hierarchy in the family. I know that the boys love Mama more, and little girls love Mama more. You know, it's Mama, you know, it's okay. It's, I'm all right with that. It's a little tough, but I'm dealing with it, you know. We, we were joking with the kids last night about us going on vacation. Of course, this is just Penny and I going on vacation. This is celebrating uh, her birthday and our 15th wedding anniversary, and so we're going to be gone from the kids for a week. And I joked with the kids um, how I might just find a family down where we're going and stay there. And they're like, meh, whatever. And, you know, and then they, Mama said, what about me? They said, no, you better come back. It's kind of like the story of the, um, the father and his son. His dad took his son to the zoo one day, and they had a, just a father-son outing. And they were there looking at the lions. And the dad was telling his young little boy, he says, look at that lion, one of the most ferocious animals alive. You know, he said, they're so strong. He said, that lion, if he got out, he could come over and eat me up like that. And he looked down at his little son. He could see the look of shock on his face and saw the tears coming. And, and the boy says, but, but Dad, if, the, if that lion, if it got out and it came over and it ate you, what would I? And the dad said, no, son, it's really okay. It, don't worry about it. It won't happen. And the son says, no, it's not that. He goes, I don't know what bus to take to get home to Mom. Who cares what happens to dad as long as mom is still around? You know, and, you know, dads, we're kind of comfortable with this idea. You know, for dads, and I think God kind of made us this way, we're not, we're really not so much about, you know, needing some big day or presents or, you know, that's, you know, that's not what really drives us. You know, I know for myself, and I, I see this in a lot of the men, well, you know, what God put, us, put in us is that heart and that desire to provide. You know, I'm happiest not when I'm, you know, getting a day of recognition or a, a gift. I mean, those things are nice, but, you know, when I can see that my family and my wife and my kids and then one day my grandkids and all of that, they're being taken care of, that I'm providing for them, that I'm being a good husband and father and leader in the family, that is what it means the most to me. In fact, I, most of you men would agree with me that, I mean, that's why we get so much joy sometimes of going out and doing the things that provide. And I know a lot of you, I know some of you are up early in the morning and up late at night uh, doing the things you need to do for your family. And a lot of you guys, I know this, you're not so worried about getting recognition. You just know that the, the work that you do and all the effort you put in, if it's taking care of your loved ones, you're fine. In fact, a lot of you are like me. I don't even... I'd rather get something, you know, for my family or for my wife or kids on a Father's Day than get something myself. You know, my, my wife will hold on to the little drawing that was made, in, you know, by a two-year-old. She'll hold on that forever. You know, that, that's real meaningful to her, the mementos and all that stuff. And that's not the same for, for me and for a lot of guys. It's, it's to be able to look at my family. Are they happy? Are they taken care of? Are they provided for? 
And I mean, God put that drive in us and that desire in us to take care uh, of, of, what, you know, of those He put in our charge. I like how one pastor put it, that, that a Christian dad, really any dad, but especially a Christian dad, should go to bed every night exhausted because of the work you've been putting in for your family. And I like that. I mean, that's, that speaks to me. I feel best about myself and about the charge God has given me, when I look at the end of the day, I can look back and say, I worked hard. I did the things I was supposed to do. I provided for my family. I kept them safe. I gave them the things they needed. That is my reward. When I get to bed satisfied with the work that I put in. Now, at the same time, men, you know this to be true, there's a dangerous side to that. See, a lot of you guys are just like me. It's real easy to get the blinders on. We get so focused on the provision, on working to make sure the needs are met, we kind of forget some of the other things. In fact, how many of you have heard the stories of, of those families that actually end up falling apart because you know, the dad is spending so much time off doing work and other things and the family never sees them, and then he's suddenly surprised when, when there's a problem. When the marriage is falling apart and when the kids don't know them. I've talked to some of those guys and they said, what's the problem? I'm working hard, as hard as I can to provide. You know, providing is good and working hard is good and staying busy is good. But sometimes, and guys, you know this to be true, that when we're doing that God-given thing that putting us to work hard and provide, sometimes we forget and sometimes we neglect the important things and it can cost us. Sometimes we really forget the meaning behind the work that we're doing. I know that's, you know, us guys, we're sometimes just stupid to tell you the truth, and that's okay, but we work hard, we forget to really pay attention to all the details. So this morning, as we kind of get into the Word, as we're continuing in our series, the Corinthians, and as we're talking also on this Father's Day, we're being reminded this morning, of all the work that we do, whether you're a dad or a mom, or just whoever you are this morning, that the work we're called to do for Christ, as wonderful as all that is, we cannot forget why we're doing it. We cannot forget the goal. So again, this morning, let's put our, our sermon title up this morning. We're continuing on through our series in Corinthians, and we're calling it A Hard Day's Work. And I want you, I want all of you, as Christians, Bill, look back on your day and say, today I did the work God wanted of me. I did the things, the disciplines, the practices that God wanted in my life, but I don't want you to do so at the sacrifice of what, he, of what the main point of it all is, of what the true goal is. Let's look at this uh, passage this morning. I love it. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. I love it on Father's Day. We get a sports metaphor uh, for the passage we look at this morning. Let's look at it. Just a few verses. It says this, Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. 
I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Now, again, you've probably heard these verses. These are familiar. It's just a short few verses this morning, and we may even be a little brief with all of this today. But there's, there's two really good things that come out of this passage. Now, I'm going to admit to you right now, of the, of the two things, one of them I, I really like. I mean, it speaks to me. It just, ooh, it gets me going. And one of them I, I, I really don't want to hear. Now, the one that's, the one point that kind of came to do the pledges and the mottos. Oh, wait Oh, Terry, you scared me to death. Let's just put our title up, okay, this morning. Uh, now I've got to remember where I am this morning. All right. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the part I do like. See, John, you're not even paying attention this morning, man. Boy, we both need vacation this week, John, just to tell you the truth. All right, y'all pray for me. Now, the part that I like is this. I, I, I like the part where Paul is saying, work hard. Do all the things you need to do. I mean, I beat my body to, you know, get it in shape. You know, I'm running the race. I'm all, I like that. You know, that speaks to me as the, I'm getting stuff done. Right? And this is the truth. This is, uh, there's a real point to this for me, for all of you, but I like to see this because I know I struggle with not always doing the things I'm supposed to do. I can, I, I'm, not that great with being, you know, I'm, I'm lazy sometimes or procrastinating sometimes, and I struggle with those things. But as I've grown and as I've matured, I try to be more goal-oriented. You can go down and look at my office right now. I'd show you pieces of paper where I've written down goals, things I'm working on personally, spiritually, related to ministry, related to my family. I mean, I have those things going, and, and again, I feel good about myself when I, get, when I start my day and I start doing the things immediately that I'm supposed to do even when I don't feel like it. I know there's things God has called me to do. I mean, there's things like, you know, being in, in, in the Word. There's things like, again, deepening my knowledge of Him, uh, strengthening my faith, uh, uh, praying. and all. I mean, the, the spiritual disciplines that we know exist. And again, it's great, and I feel good when I can go look at my day and say, man, okay, really, you did pretty good. I've never had a perfect day. But when I go back and say, you know, I, you, you worked hard and you checked a lot of things off the list. I love my checklist. I mean, most every single day I come in, as soon as I get in my office, I get my coffee and I write my checklist. And the first thing is, you know, quiet time with the Lord and then prayer and scripture reading and all the different, you know, towards the goals. And I write them down every single day. And I love to look back and say, all right, you checked it off and you checked it off and you worked hard. And Paul is out here saying, look, I am running, I am, I'm doing all the things I need to do, and I'm getting after it. I want for you, just like I want for my life, to be able to look back at the end of your day, each day, and I know you're not going to say it was perfect, that you got it all right every time, but I want you to be able to look back and say, all right, I worked hard for the Lord. I was busy in the things of God. I don't want you to say that the only time in the week you put your Christian hat on is an hour during Sunday morning. If that's the only time you're stretching your faith, then it's a pretty weak faith. I hate to tell you that. 
It's, it's, this, is, this time on a Sunday morning should be an encouraging time. It should build you up. It should rev you up to go through your week and do the things you need to do. Guess what? Even on days you don't feel like it. You know, doing the things you're supposed to do when you feel like it, that's, that's nothing. Almost anybody can do it. You know, almost anybody can look like a good Christian on a Sunday morning. But what about tomorrow morning when the busyness hits? What about Tuesday when you get the bad news? What about Wednesday when the schedule is completely blown apart, right? What about an on and on? From, when it's hard to do so, when you don't feel like it, are you still committed to doing the work? And I love what Paul is saying here. I mean, this is the part that just really speaks to me. He says, I am committed no matter what to the spiritual disciplines that i'm supposed to do he goes i'm beating my body i'm training myself i'm i'm like that runner i'm not just doing it aimlessly i'm not just boxing there i know what i'm doing and i'm working hard paul's one i think would say most days he got to the end of his day exhausted but that good feeling of i really really tried my hardest for the lord today i worked i gave my effort i gave my energy now, that's a great thing. That's, I, I want that. I want, a, I want that person, I want for all of you, when you wake up tomorrow morning, you're like, all right, what are the things that God has called me to do? What are, what are the things I can involve myself in that are of the Lord? And I'm going to try to do that every day. Maybe you're like me, that you need that reminder. You need a list. You need to, you know, check it off. Have I done this? Have I done that? That, that discipline, the spiritual disciplines and the choice to do those things and that Paul's getting after, again, that speaks to me, that helps me. When I am struggling with something, when I've gone off, it's almost always because I have let go of the discipline, the daily disciplines to do the things of the Lord. And for me, for myself, kind of getting back on track is going back and checking down my list. I know I'm supposed to do this and this and this and this. And I think the passage tells us about this. Paul constantly, if you go read elsewhere in the New Testament, Paul's constantly talking about this. I'm in training, and, I, and I'm, I'm strict on myself, and I'm always working to do the things I'm supposed to do. He's a busy guy. He understands the, the awesome effect of spiritual discipline. Now, how about the side that, that uh, I don't really like? It's not that I don't like it. It's just that I, I struggle with it because I'm a guy. Because just like when it comes to being a provider for my family, you know, just like maybe for some of you, I can get so focused on the job that I have to do, on the things that I have to get done, that I have stopped and I have forgotten to go, why am I doing this? Is this the most important thing? You know, Paul brings up a good point here. He's saying some people out there, and they're just trying to win something temporary, something that does not last. And they're working so hard, and they're training their bodies, and they're disciplined, and, and they're doing all the same effort, but they're doing it for things that really don't matter. See, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I can, get, I can struggle. I can get lost in the, am I just doing the right things? Am I in the spiritual practices and disciplines? Am I acting the right way? And in doing so, I get the blinders on so much of the activities of the disciplines that I sometimes don't stop and go, but why am I doing these things? Am I doing them just to look good? Am I doing them just so I can tell others I do them? 
Or am I, are these things coming out of my relationship with Christ? It's really easy to get the blinders on. Of, I'm just doing things to do things, and before you know it, you're going through the motions. You know, most of y'all know of me. I'm a, I'm a sports fan. I don't watch sports constantly, but I, I, I watch a fair amount. But I don't really care what the sport is. When it comes to the championship game, whatever round, you know, like, when it comes to the big game, I'm, I'm probably going to watch it. Right? For example, today, I don't know if you all know this, most of you don't, um, is the U.S. Open for golf. Now, some of you would rather watch paint dry than watch a golf tournament. I understand. Uh, you know, Tommy and I are going to get together. We'll watch some golf. He and I are on the same page with that one. I don't watch golf a lot because even as a golfer, you know, it's not always the most exciting thing to watch six hours of hitting a ball. You know, but today's a big day. You know, it's the final round of a big tournament. You know, and somebody in the day is going to be really excited. I'm going to watch part of it. You know, I might watch that or, you know, or the Super Bowl or the World Series. You know, I like that championship game. That's the drama and all that. But, you know, every time I watch one of those and I see the person or I see the team that wins and they get the trophy and they're so excited and they're crying and it's, you know, the culmination of all the hard work They've put in, they're, they're just so happy about it. You know, every time I watch that, there's something that troubles me. I mean, I, I'm happy for that person. I'm happy for that team that they won what they wanted to win. But the question that always resides in my mind is, what about tomorrow? What about when you wake up tomorrow? Maybe the day after that, or maybe a week later. And, and the, the glory of that moment has worn off. I mean, Paul used the example of the runner in, you know, kind of in the Olympics. All the hard work for, what, 10 seconds? And you get to it, and even if you win it, whatever you win, is that going to last? Is that trophy that you get to take home and put on your mantle, is that whatever? Is it really that important? i, I got to imagine, and I know I've seen that in some examples of people who put all this hard work in and then realize, what difference did that thing really make? So what? I, I won a race. Or well, we got a trophy. It doesn't last. Now, I know none of you are playing professional sports this morning. But think about how we can do this in your life. You can work so hard to accomplish whatever your goal is. Make sure you've got enough money to retire. Or pay off that house. Or get the new job or whatever this is or that is, or be able to go on a vacation. You work so hard, and you focus, and you go, and you say, well, look at me, I'm working, and I'm doing, and I'm trying all these things. What does it really matter? I mean, how often do you go back and ask yourself, all, is all the hard work I'm doing, what's the reason for it? Is it to get this thing over here that will not last? That thing that will be broken down a year from now or forgotten two years later. All that hard work for the crown that doesn't last. See why I say that this reminder of what Paul is talking about, he's saying he knows why he's doing the things he's doing. He's saying, I'm not running aimlessly. He knows his purpose. The reason I say I struggle with this is because every now and again, through the Lord's conviction, I, need, I sit down, I look at those goals I've written down, the things I'm working on. And I don't like to do it, but I will. I say, God, 
why am I doing this? And sometimes he reveals through a time of prayer and examination and going in the scripture, he says, Greg, you're just doing this for yourself. You're doing this for a crown that doesn't last. I don't like to hear that, friend. I, I, I mean, that's painful to hear that all the work I'm doing is really just for something temporary, just for a momentary joy, or just for an earthly accomplishment. And it's too easy, and I'm saying out of my personal testimony, I know it's too easy to be so engrossed in the activities and the work and the things that can be done to forget that all of that stuff that we're supposed to be doing is supposed to come out of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, if you're struggling with your faith, if you're struggling with, you know, really walking the Christian walk, let me tell you something right here. No amount of busyness is going to fix that. You know, if you and... If you and the Lord are way far apart, if you've been living for self and, you know, it had nothing to do with following him, if church has not been some part of your life and all this stuff, I don't want you to go away thinking, well, if you just get to the spiritual disciplines, if you make sure you pray every day and you work hard every day and you show up to church when the church doors open and you do this and you that, your life will be fixed. That's not what I'm saying. If you do it like that, if you're just working to to work, if you're just doing the things you're supposed to do, then you are doing it for a crown that does not last, and you're doing it to feel better about yourself. Friends, there's there's a lot of phonies who show up on Sunday mornings. I'm not calling you that. I'm just saying I know that there are people come in and says, yep, I've got it together, but I'm in... The rest of the time, they're really doing nothing with God. Any of that time they're in with doing the things of the Lord, it's for themselves. Working hard for the Lord is great. You should do it. We should all be Christians who are exhausted at the end of the day because of the things we've been doing for Christ. That you're so involved in the spiritual disciplines that, I mean, that is just you're going a bit satisfied with the work that you have done for the Lord. I know that's not going to be every day, and that's not going to be for every one of you, but that should be our goal. But let me tell you this. I want you to hear it, and I want you to hear it plainly. If we don't first have a love for Christ, if we don't first have a filling of the Holy Spirit, none of those things are going to have the impact we desire them to have. Because if I just come to this just to read it, just so I can spout out knowledge, just so I can look good, what am I really gaining? I'm gaining a crown, but it's one that doesn't last. Because I'm just gaining knowledge for myself. If I come to the Word because I know God loved me, He's in the Son for me, and I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I want to know more about Him, and I live for Him, and that's what drives me to come to this, then the work I put in and the time has awesome effect. So maybe it's a simple question this morning. Why do you do the things that you do? Take it to your Christian walk. Take it to your role in your family, whether whether a father or mother or your job. Why do you do the things that you do? Are you doing it for a crown that does not last? Are you trying to meet a temporary goal? Are you trying to make others happy or a better life for yourself? 
Are you working for a crown that does not last? Or are, is the hard work of your day, the things you're committing to do, the, the practices and the disciplines you're involving yourself in, are they coming out of, are they a result of your relationship with God through the Son, Jesus Christ, filled by the Holy Spirit? The things can't be done until there's the relationship there in the first place. Don't get busy on the work if you don't have a heart for the Lord. I'd rather you stop all things you do and get square with Him. I'd rather you stop all the activity and all the business and, and worrying about the church attendance or the, the, all the things you got to do. And I'd rather you stop those things and get right with the Lord, confessing sin and repenting from the things He's called you to do or coming to the first time in salvation. Come to know Christ so that He may motivate you to do a hard day's work. so easy to get blinders on and just get distracted in the activity. I say this from experience. So how often I forget to focus on why I'm doing what I'm doing. We need the reminder of Paul. Don't work for a crown that doesn't last. Don't Train yourself and, and, get in, and discipline yourself and get involved with all the activities for things that do not matter. Say, why am I doing what I'm doing? Is it for myself? Is it for the Lord? Fathers, you need to take this home today. I need to take this home today. Because I can get so busy working, trying to make sure I've got food on the table for my kiddos. Or provide nice things for my family that I forget, why am I doing this? Why has God called me to this role? Has He called me just to be a dad and a husband, just to make sure that those things are there? Or has He, has he called me to be a spiritual leader, a blesser of my family, one drawing them closer to Christ? That affects the things that I do for them. Whatever role God has called you, would you ask this morning, why am I doing what I am? This morning, as we, we conclude, we're going to be doing something special this morning in a prayer time over our youth. But before we do that, I want to offer a prayer time over you. Fathers, I specifically want to pray for you on Father's Day. Because I know some of you, with the greatest of heart and intentions, you're working yourselves so hard. And you're putting in the hours. And you're not worried about getting thanks or recognition. You don't need to be stood up in front of anybody and said, here's all the things you do, but you're working so hard. And we appreciate that. I appreciate that. I know your family appreciates that. But why are you doing it? Dads, this morning, take time to say, am I doing the things that I'm doing? Am I doing it for myself? Am I doing it just to provide for my family? Or am I doing them because of my relationship with Jesus Christ, my Savior? I want to pray of you, dads. I want to bless you this morning. I want to speak a word over you this morning that you might go home re-equipped and reinvigorated to do His work. And I want that for all of us this morning. That you would simply say, before I get busy with all the stuff i got to do, am I doing this for a crown that does not last? Or am I truly seeking the Lord? Let me take a moment to pray over you this morning.
Gracious Father, we come in this place and we are privileged to be in your house. God, I don't know the story behind every person that comes in here. God, there, there are some who come in here just probably just on fire for you, man. They're, they're, just, they're just trying to do everything they can to grow deeper with you, do the things you call them to do. They're working hard because of their, their relationship with you. And there's probably some who come here this morning who are hurting. God, and I hope they know, God, and I hope you help the hearts understand this morning. I'm not here to put guilt on somebody. I'm not here to shame somebody. God, but I hope that all of us would stop and check ourselves and say, why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I doing it for a crown that does not last, for the temporary things, the momentary pleasures, or am I really seeking first my relationship with you, God? And letting you tell me the things I need to do. God, I pray for the dads, for the husbands that are overworked and overburdened. God, who are getting up every day and doing the things they have to do. And God, they want to, they're doing it with a right heart. I know they have good intentions. They want to see the provisions be there for their family. I want that for my family, God. But I pray that you help each one of us, each, each man here, each one of us you put in this role of servanthood of leadership in the family. I pray that you would help each one of us this morning stop right now, receive your blessing, God, and hear your voice over us. And just in this moment, God, that you would just help us seek you and say, God, show me the the things I need to do, all the work that I need to do. Show me why I need to do it, what I need to do, and how I can do it for your name. Teach us how to be Christ-like fathers and husbands and grandfathers, and great-grandfathers. God, show us these things. God, don't let us get locked up in the business. God, there may be somebody here this morning that today they need to let go of some things. They've been saying to themselves, I'm going to do this because I'm supposed to provide, I'm supposed to provide, I'm supposed to do this. I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm supposed to do, and I'm supposed to do, and I'm supposed to work, and I'm supposed to work. God, but today you're telling them you need to set that down. Because it's hurting you from doing the things I've called you to do, that I've really called you to do, that for working for the crown that lasts, doing kingdom work. God says today somebody might need to come in and lay something down at your feet, letting go of it, shedding the fear of it, committing unto you the work that you call them to. I pray that over our fathers this morning. We want them to be good providers, God, but we want them to be strong children of yours. God, I pray you move every one of us to a place this morning of knowing the things that we have to do, that we're doing them for you. Thank you for this opportunity to grow closer to you, to receive a blessing from you, to be encouraged for the work ahead. God, we pray all this through our powerful Savior's name, Jesus Christ. Amen.